Doubting Thomas. You may have figured out that we hear the story of Doubting Thomas every year on the Sunday after Easter. In our assigned scripture readings, our Old Testament lesson for the second Sunday of the Easter season rotates over our three-year lectionary cycle, different passages from the book of Acts. And the New Testament lesson rotates also over the cycle, passages from 1 Peter, 1 John, and Revelation. But not the gospel lesson. The gospel lesson is always the same on the Sunday after Easter, always the story of Doubting Thomas, which is found only in the Gospel of John. So in the evening, on the day of the resurrection, the disciples are locked in a room for fear of their lives. They are followers of the man who was convicted, tortured, and crucified. And we can imagine them hurriedly finding their way to this gathering place, scurrying through alleyways, glancing over their shoulders to see if anyone is following, finally making it to the room and desperately knocking on the door. The door is unlocked to let them in and then quickly locked again behind them. And there they are, the disciples huddled together in that locked room, both scared that they will be found and distressed because they abandoned their beloved teacher in his final hours. And then Jesus appears among them and offers peace and reconciliation. Thomas, however, has not arrived. And when he does arrive, Jesus is already gone. And I'm guessing the very first thing the disciples told Thomas when he arrived was that Jesus had appeared among them. Thomas says, I'll believe it when I see it. Doubting Thomas. Doubt synonymous with Thomas infers unfaithfulness. Thomas wants some proof in order to believe. He tells the other disciples, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the, of the nails and my hands in his side, I will not believe. Thomas is set apart from the other disciples. He is the one lacking in faith. I suggest we need to rethink casting Thomas as the transgressor. John Meacham in his book, The Hope of Glory, offers that light can neither emanate from nor enter into a closed mind. Doubt is integral to our faith. Questioning is how we grow in our faith. The parables, the teaching method used often by Jesus, requires us to wonder and explore. Jesus doesn't just give us the answer to a question or the solution to a problem. Through the parables, he requires us to participate, to question, to explore our beliefs in order to gain insight, in order to understand more clearly. Doubt can open our hearts and minds. Meacham writes, and so for all its limitations, reason, the weighing of evidence, the assessment of likelihood, the capacity to shift one's opinions in light of thought and of experience, remains essential. Without reason, 
we cannot appreciate complexity. And without appreciating complexity, we cannot rightly appreciate the majesty and mystery of God. And without rightly appreciating the majesty and mystery of God, we foreclose the possibility of the miraculous and the redemptive. One of the most famous paintings of Downing Thomas is of the incredulity of St. Thomas by the 17th century Italian master Caravaggio. And in this painting, Jesus is holding on to Thomas's forearm and has guided Thomas's fingers right into his wound. So just a warning in case you decide to look up this pain, painting, it's graphic. Thomas's fingers penetrating Jesus' bloody wound. But perhaps Caravaggio, along with the rest of us, has jumped to a conclusion. Let's take another look at the scripture passage. The disciples gathered again in the locked room, and this time Thomas joined them. And although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And then immediately Tom, Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Scripture says nothing about Thomas putting his hand in Jesus' wound. Jesus tells him to touch his wound, but Thomas simply responds, My Lord and my God. Thomas had a week to doubt, to question, to wonder. And by the time he is face to face with Jesus, and Jesus tells him to not doubt but believe, his heart is ready to take a leap of faith. He no longer needs to put his fingers in the wound to believe. He did the work of doubt and bore the fruit of faith. Doubt is integral to our faith. Questioning is how we grow in faith. During times of distress, parishioners talk to me about feeling the absence of God. And I experienced that sort of darkness myself during my divorce, sleepless nights, grasping to hold on to my faith. But what I remind parishioners who share their distress with me is that seeking God in the darkness is, in fact, faith. Because we wouldn't be able to name a sense of absence of our faith if our faith wasn't somewhere present within us. We live in community to remind each other of God's presence with us, to lean on each other when we need it the most, to share our own life stories that offer healing through empathy and hope. We create the space for asking questions so that we can wonder and discuss and understand more fully. Doubt is a part of human nature the gift in doubt is opening our hearts and minds to questioning. Jesus taught us to live in community, and he taught us to question. You might recall this verse from the Easter hymn, Hail Thee Festival Day. Spirit of life and of power now flow in us, fount of our being, light that dost lighten all. 
light that in all dost abide. The light abides within us. Christ lives with us, encouraging us to question and guiding us to our own leap of faith. Once again, listen to these words from John Meacham. Without reason, we cannot appreciate complexity. And without appreciating complexity, we cannot rightly appreciate the majesty and mystery of God. And without rightly appreciating the majesty and mystery of God, we foreclose the possibility of the miraculous and the redemptive. Treasure the path from doubt to redemption. Amen.